What's up? I'm Chilanga. I'm Dylan. What the hell? This is the I, CD NBA show. What's up? You, you started doing a character voice, so I like I took it to a ten. Dylan, that was my normal voice. That is what I sound like. This right now, this is a character voice. This is me doing the character of podcast host. How does it sound? Excellent. Why, thank you. Welcome to the CD NBA show. This is going to be a great show. We have uh, our friend Troy on as a guest. We talked for two hours. And Don't you're only going to hear 45 minutes of it. Yeah, if that. We, we're not going to give you all of that today. But we will have some bonus content later this week because we had some really interesting Timberwolves conversations. But first, we've got some real stupid news. But first, brunch. <laughs> all right. And the first piece of real stupid news, Kyrie Irving tells James Harden that he is now the point guard and Kyrie will be playing shooting guard. Dylan, what do you think? Wait, Kyrie says that he wants to play shooting guard? Kyrie said to James Harden, you're the point guard now. <laughs> I play shooting guard. <laughs> what? Who's going to play dribble guard? Who's got <laughs> dribble all, guard going? <laughs> they're all fucking dribble guard, dude. I, Kyrie, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, man. He, uh, <laughs> does he think he coaches this team? Like, what? What is going on? <laughs> he he did. Didn't he say he coached the team too? At one oh. point, I thought he said he was the coach. He said, "Yeah, the, there's not really a coach. We're kind of all coaches. We, <laughs> we kind of we're all collaborators." I think that was his quote. <laughs> oh, I think Kyrie just wants the shots. I, you know, mm-hmm. I think he wants mm-hmm. to put up shots. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think that anything that we hear from Kyrie should be taken at face value ever. You know, the thing about Kyrie, I like a lot of Kyrie's takes. I like his thoughts on the world a lot of times. Like, I, th- I think he comes from a good place. Chilang is a flat earther. I, no, 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 no. He's not a flat earther anymore either. He apologized for that. He was like, ah, yeah, that's stupid. Sorry. Um, but I love that he's looking. I love that he's just searching. Yeah, he's just searching. And, and he, you know, I, I think his heart is is grounded in goodness. I just think sometimes it's like, man, <laughs> you just you just got to stop. You just got to stop. I mean, even the the collaboration piece, like like a non-hierarchical structure, a consensus-based structure for a business is like good and I think that's I think that's tight and I think that more businesses should be modeled that way. But uh, Kyrie Irving has an ego. <laughs> an, an ego that he has a hard time shelving. So, and it's hard to like build that like community type of business when you can't shelf your ego. You know what I mean? I don't think that Kyrie Irving is the right vessel for it either. I think that like, if you're going to build that vessel, that's LeBron James. And maybe he learned that from LeBron, like LeBron kind of does all of the things. And I feel like the Lakers are a really well-run community team. Like they know each player knows what they can do well for each other. Well, I I think there's a difference between LeBron kind of being the end all be all right. And like a, an actual like cooperative type of model for a team, which I think Kyrie was kind of hinting at, at the beginning of the season when he said like, we're all going to, you know, we're not really going to have a head coach. We're all going to be coach. We're all going to talk about it, blah, blah, blah. And I, 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 I really do think that that is a good way to to run your shit, but 
if you uh, have all of the right personnel. Yeah, and you got to build the right culture around it. And so far, the Knicks, uh, the Nets have not built the right culture around it. So I'm just glad I'm not a Nets fan. It sounds stressful. And this is coming from a Wolves fan. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, what are they like? 14 and 12 now? 15 and 12? <laughs> yes, uh, 16 and 12 maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, they just blew out the Warriors. So, uh, in other news, the Wolves wave Ashton Hagens. Sad. Oh, no. He was never going to play for this team. Fuck that. Logan Alton was obsessed with Ashton Haggins. And I feel like anytime Logan Alton is obsessed with somebody, the Timberwolves should cut them. <laughs> over under over under uh, 3% chance that Logan listens to this episode. Under. Under. <laughs> Far under. Like, that's a very hard under. Honestly, I'm mortgaging Shuli's house on this. <laughs> oh, I'll make shit. 10 and I'll make 10 bucks off of it. That's All right, Logan. House. I'm gonna I'm gonna tag him in this episode when I retweet it. So you're gonna you're gonna be oh, losing Julie's house. Oh no! <laughs> I'm so sorry, Julie. <laughs> All right. In other news, the first returns of All Star fan voting have uh, been released, and Alex Caruso has made the top ten guards in the Western Conference. What do you think about this, Dylan? I think this is legitimate. I think Alex <laughs> Caruso is. <laughs> is a top 20 player in the west i don't fucking care honestly chalanga i've lived through zaza pachulia i've lived through andrew wiggins being like top close to top five in the front court or in the front court voting so i think that these big franchises will always get a lot of all-star voting but what we all have to come back to at the end of the day is that the fan vote counts for 50% of only the starters. Yep. That means that they only get to choose three front court members and three back court members. And those are pretty much members, locked. Yeah. Oh, did I say three? God damn it. Mm-hmm. I'm too drunk. Okay. But three front court, two back court. And that means that they're pretty much locked in stone to be the right players. And so I couldn't give two shits about whether. Alex Caruso is number one or number 10. He's not going to be an all-star. And I love Alex Caruso. I think Alex Caruso is an awesome team player. He's such a great locker room presence. He is a good guy. He he's is... got beautiful white skin. Oh my God. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but <laughs> His athleticism is underrated. His defense is underrated. He is such a good help defender and and is always in the right place on offense and defense. He is one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA currently on kind of a low volume of three-point shots, but he is still shooting. Oh like my God, stop with the he... Alice Caruso. This is the stupidest part of the stupid news <laughs> is Dylan's fucking crush on Alex Caruso. I will always love Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso is better than Andrew Wiggins, period. Damn. All right. And our final piece of stupid news. In a statement from the NBA, they say, and I quote, with NBA teams now in the process of welcoming fans back into arenas, all teams will play the national anthem in keeping with longstanding league policy. Thank God. I'm, I was oh, so afraid that they would change the league policy. I know. I, I don't know what I would do if they weren't playing the national anthem at games. I, 
I, I, would I even be watching a, an American sport at that point? I'll tell you what. I wouldn't be able to Christmas carol the national anthem on December 25th in Staples Center like I did two years ago. Or three years ago now. Damn it. Look, the national anthem is kind of a bad song, just like musically. And I, I get it. You know, you want to be proud of, of where you come from. But I, I don't know. There's not that much to be proud of this year. The, I mean, the past, like, <laughs> Like with ever. the stolen election and... Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Do- Donald Trump won this election fair and square. And Stop. now he's on trial for impeachment. Ah! Like, ah! Okay. This, has been, this has been one of the worst years. I mean, the only good thing that happened is that, you know, people showed up to the Capitol when Trump requested oh and and took it over and we sent a message that we will not be silenced we will not be prosecuted for our political views yes let your whiteness shine chilenga <laughs> all right before i get myself into more trouble let's fuck uh donald trump let's fuck get our guest on the pod the our conservative guest <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> uh we we are Antifa, and so is our guest. A C&D favorite. Um, last time he was Legend. on the show, we were we were still coast to coast. Um, it's been a long time. He is a legend. Dylan, you're right. Hall of Famer. A coast to coast Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah, I've got a picture of him up on my wall. Welcome to the show, Dr. Troy Aslin. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It is God, it is great to be back. You do not have a picture of me on your wall. Um, not yet, but <laughs> send a nude. Send nudes. Mm-hmm. I only put nudes up on my wall, actually. That is a hard and fast rule that I live Tro- by. Uh, a James Harden fast rule. Troy, so coincidentally, Troy's least favorite player of all time. Troy is the holder <laughs> of the most listened to coast to coast slash C and D NBA show podcast slash show listens. That was so clunky, but whatever it oh, was, my God, oh my what God. the? What do you want? You can do, do better. Do? Um, <laughs> you want me to the episode, the ep- an episode with Troy is our most listened to episode, so he holds that crown. Still, <laughs> that is what Dylan's trying to say. Yes, you guys still, have gotten have so much better. You've gotten <laughs> way <know>. better. <laughs> Unfortunately, nobody else thinks so. But uh, I'm really proud of this podcast for clunking along at 30 listeners, sometimes 50. Depends. No, but on the real, if I'm going to gush for a minute, it's been really good to, like, keep listening to you guys and to see, like, the growth that the both of you have done. Like, the show has become awesome, awesome, awesome. I'm going to cry. I just wanted to tell you that from me to you. you. I mean it. You know what? Normalize men complimenting each other. Come on now. <laughs> Normalize men giving each other blowjobs next to gigantic grizzly bears. <laughs> oh, God damn. <laughs> We're going to put that picture up on our blog. Um, you can check it out at <laughs> cndnba.podient.co. Um, NSFW. But, yeah, make sure you are not at work. And if you are, put that VPN on, on baby. Um, let's talk about the Timberwolves. Enough, enough of this nonsense. Uh, the Timberwolves beat... The former NBA champions, that was two years ago, but the Toronto Raptors, 116 to 112. 
I couldn't believe it. I mean, like, I I had no expectations of winning this game. It started off with OG was out, and and that was really great news for the Timberwolves because all of a sudden the Raptors were tiny. Like they had Aaron Baines and Chris Boucher, but Chris Boucher is a little bit short. He's probably six eight, six nine. And after that, like they start they had a lineup in there at the end of the third that was playing DeAndre Bembry as their center at six five, at six foot five. He ended up not being able to get the shot to go at the buzzer, but uh, it was just a smaller team, and the Wolves took advantage of it all night. I mean, Jared Vanderbilt looked awesome. Troy, what were your takeaways from the game? Um, I am choosing to be happy about a win. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we've had, you know, of our seven wins this year now, Yahoo. I remember specifically after our last one, wasn't that when we beat OKC? I remember having a tough time to like be happy with that because it was once again, it was one of those games where it was a lot closer than it should have been. You know, we went into the fourth with a big lead and blew it and kind of the same thing happened here, but we overcame some awful officiating today on both sides. That crew had no idea, man. It was interesting because like the first like three minutes of the game, they were calling everything. Like Aaron Baines, Vanderbilt, and Towns all got really quick, a bunch of quick early fouls. And then like around the five minute mark, they changed and were just letting them play through the through the second and through the third. They were like really letting anything go. And then in the last four minutes, it was like, uh-uh, ticky tack fouls are getting called again. So it was just really inconsistent. And and I don't think that they made a strong, they didn't have a strong perspective on the game, which is important. When you're refing, you have to like set a line from the beginning and and stay consistent to it. Go ahead, Dylan. especially at the end of the game where you're calling ticky tack fouls on Carl Anthony Towns. He has five fouls in the game. He goes straight up up against that was DeAndre Bembe fouls out on like a 50 50 call. Like what other superstar or even star in the league is going to get that called against them when they're sitting on five fouls? I think that that was just a dereliction of duty on the NBA's part. I. I I, just, I can't believe that they would eject him from the game for that. It was ridiculous to me. Did you see Bembry stand over him after the call? Oh my god! Like no, he stared, he that. stared him down when Carl was on the ground. I think the, Toronto was getting away with some weird stuff. Nick Nurse should have been called for for, for either uh, like a technical foul because he was too angry or a delay of game because they like. I it was like no one knew if there was a timeout or not, and he was on the like, court yelling. Yeah, yeah, it was so long. It's it's ridiculous, but the the wolves overcame, and and they even made some mistakes at the end when they didn't call timeout to advance the ball after those free throws, and Malik stepped out of bounds. That was like, uh oh. If to me, it felt like that was the game. Like <laughs> now, the wolves are going to lose this game, but they stuck it out and they won. Question: Are y'all looking at the box score right now? No. Yes. You are Troy. Close. Yes. Don't don't look at it right now. Don't look oh, at oh, it. Oh, oh, okay. okay. Wait, 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 wait. Who tonight were the Timberwolves leaders in plus minus? I have that written down. Should I not answer? Dylan, who tonight were the Timberwolves leaders in plus minus? I'm gonna go with my heart here and my dick, Jaden McDaniels. Yes, plus eleven. And I'm gonna go with my heart and my ass, Ricky Rubio. No, he was third, but in but first leading the team in plus minus with Anthony Edwards at plus oh, fourteen. 
I saw that. I saw he did well with plus minus. He never does well in that stat category. Congratulations, man. That was one of his best, like underrated, one of his best games of the season. I mean, he was getting to the basket at will. Like he's starting to be like just that guy who just gets to the basket no matter what. He's so big. He's amazing when he's driving. When he has a head full of steam, he is a fucking freight train. So well, I I, I do think this, this goes back to your point though that the Toronto Raptors were small, and yeah. I, I think, th- but but this was the first time because this is not the first small team that the Timberwolves have faced. They they played OKC super small when they didn't when all of their forwards were out, and Anthony Edwards was was timid and didn't attack. Tonight it was different. He he recognized that he could get to the rim. Aaron Baines couldn't do shit about him. Uh, the rest of the, the he, I mean, he's probably weighs more than Chris Boucher does. So he just attacked the basket with force and it was a thing of beauty. It's been really validating, I think, to watch like the development of Ant over the last like 10 or so games or however long he's been a starter. It's, you know, this has been said and beaten into the dirt, but you can see it slowing down for him. And especially like the confidence he has, like when Cat's on the floor, like tonight, yeah, he was attacking the basket without looking at the stats. Tonight was probably one of his most efficient shooting nights, I would think. Last time I checked, he was 7 of 14, which that's a good game for Ant. Yep, he ended the game 7 of 15. He was 6 of 8 from two-point range, 1 of 7 from 3. So not a great three-point shooting night, but he had his mid-range game going. And he had, a, I mean, he had that dunk against Baines, which he never, he never dunks the ball. He never does. I mean, he does like when he's wide open, but he never dunks. Uh, he's never done a contested dunk before, really. Not well, super contested. Like he's had, he's had, he had that one against James Wiseman that mm-hmm. was like kind of contested, but yeah. like that one, he had a guy on him and he just kept elevating. Like he, mm-hmm. he did not stop elevating. That was where I was like, okay, maybe he does have a 40 inch vertical. That was the first time I said that to myself while I was watching Anthony Edwards, which was awesome to feel. Yep. Point Edwards has been in full effect the past few games that I, I could tell that it's intentional that they're putting the ball in his hands. Um, and that was great. Ricky Rubio looking like Steph Curry out there tonight. Four of eight from three. I like couldn't believe it. He took all those sidestep threes. And every time I was like, no, <laughs> I really thought there was an earthquake each time Ricky Rubio shot. Cause I kept screaming. <laughs> I know for a segment that we're going to get to later, I know one of the things I wrote um, I wrote down was his name specifically. And then it was the first or the second possession of the game. He hit that three. And I knew, and I wrote Rubio in all caps. And I knew that was going to come back to bite me. I was like, oh, we're going to get a good Ricky game tonight. But I love that. I love to see it. Yeah, me too. I love it when Ricky Rubio plays well. I know that he's better than he has been playing. I think it's been really hard for him to get in a groove this season. And I just like, you know, he's not going to go four of eight from three most nights. But when he's hitting, he's hitting. I was really happy tonight. I think in the, going forward, he will have to take less shots. Like Ricky Rubio taking 13 shots is not really what you want out of your offense. But he was hot. So cool. Well, that's the game. Let's let's move on to to the fun part of, of tonight. Um, we brought Troy on tonight because Troy is... One of many uh, very upset Timberwolves fans. Troy's been a fan for a long time, like us, and the misery has been hard to take. Troy, tell us your Twitter name. 
Oh, like my display name? It's yeah, I hate the Timberwolves and the Packers. I hate <laughs> the Timberwolves and the Packers. We, <laughs> we've had a rough couple of months here, fellas. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. So we decided that we were going to try to help Troy feel better. And Dylan and I put together some trades to help fix the Timberwolves. First, though, I, I want to hear, Troy, what are some of your main grievances with this team so that we can get a sense of how we could help fix it? Okay, okay, okay. As I said, first, like one of the first things I wrote down was Rubio in all caps. Uh I like shed a tear when it was announced that we traded for him, but he's been so bad just generally this year, just so bad. Um, Otherwise, if I'm ripping off a list, Ryan Saunders is the main thing, (laughs) which I could go into many subcategories about the failures of Ryan Saunders. I think Delo's being misused. Uh, We don't run any sets for towns. I don't know what the hell happened to Josh Okogie this year. It's and it's been really, really sad to see his descent, you know. And then we have so many of those games where it just looks like nobody cares, everybody's confidence is shot. It's hard to watch this team. And if I wasn't as like trapped at home as I am, I wouldn't be bothering. I wouldn't be bothering to watch this squad. And also, it's so fucking difficult to find a stream at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, honestly, yeah. That's and that's, I guess, another grievance. Yeah, the whole FSN thing. You know, I got lucky. I have a I'm logged into a friend's TV provider, you know, but uh, Mm -hmm. other people can't say the same. Um, And I know I'm sure that has a lot to do with like the public's perception of the team too. And it's like, I don't think people know how bad we really are right now. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think there are lots of people that are assuming we're very bad, but we, you know, we can't, we can't fix the, the TV issue, but we can fix some of those other issues. So, uh, let's let's have at it. I, I think the first thing I heard was Ricky Rubio. D- Dylan, do you have any any uh, thing to alleviate this team from Ricky Rubio? I only have one thing to alleviate this team from Ricky Rubio. Oh, let's hear it. It's a feel good trade for all coast to coast faithful, all C and D faithful. So the Timberwolves trade Ricky Rubio, Juancho Hernan Gomez, Jarrett Culver to the Grizzlies. For Gorgie Jang and Justice Winslow. <laughs> now, this gives the Timberwolves, this gets the Timberwolves off of Ricky Rubio's 17 million. And, and onto Gorgie Jang's 17 million. <laughs> yeah. On, onto Gorgie Jang's, but Gorgie Jang is expiring this year. Oh. And uh, Justice Winslow is on a 13 million two year deal. But Justice Winslow provides the Timberwolves with a lot of size and playmaking. So he can play one through four pretty easily. And Theoretically. if he ever, if he, yeah, if he ever comes back from his back injuries, he could still, I mean, he's only 24 years old right now. He could still be an awesome NBA player. And he was, and he not last year when he played like 11 games, but before that he was a reasonable three point shooter, unlike Ricky Rubio. So Troy, what do you think? Oh, I do that in a heartbeat. Yep. <laughs> three for two. Absolutely. Um, you know, and also we're seeing issues with the rotation too, that that would clear up. Ryan Saunders played 11 people tonight. That's a lot of people in the rotation, you know, getting rid of Wancho, Ricky, that would give McLaughlin minutes. Understandably, Gorgie Jang probably wouldn't really play, but he'd just be some dude uh, and opportunity there for Winslow. Mm-hmm. He's young. He fits like the timeline of this group. Yeah, absolutely. Better than Ed Davis for sure. Oh Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, is Gorgie still leading the league in three point percentage, or has oh, that yeah. passed? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just gonna say yes. <laughs> oh boy, I I like that. We should uh, propose that to Rudy and see what he thinks. Um, the so the the Grizzlies get Culver and Rubio and Wancho. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. So they do get a little bit of outside shooting with that. To uh, but also like Gorky Jang's kind of unplayable when they're healthy. I don't know if Wancho's unplayable when they're healthy. They might he, they might actually need like a a guy who can play. I don't know three to five, but uh, can yeah. knock down some threes. And he looked really good tonight. Well, and it's 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 interesting. Jarrett Culver is is basically like Justice Winslow Jr. Right? Like can kind of play one through four, but struggles mm-hmm. with his shot. Um, Culver is Just- definitely worse than Winslow. Um, at this point, but there's but potential there to like fill that same role. Justice Winslow on the John Morant timeline. Right. And also not that. injured. I feel that. Cool. Um, I also have a trade to uh, alleviate the team from Ricky Rubio. So I guess at the end of this, Troy, you can kind of say which one you like best. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first trade to eliminate Ricky Rubio, this one is wild. You're going to love this. Uh, it's a three teamer. So the Timberwolves. Send Ricky Rubio and you're not going to like this. Anthony Edwards to the Nuggets. No, no. Why would you do that, Shalenga? <laughs> oh, boy. Because the Timberwolves then get Michael Porter Jr., Gary it. Harris, oh, and RJ Hampton. Maga Porter the Nuggets Jr. send Jamal Murray to the 76ers. And the 76ers send Ben Simmons to the Denver Nuggets. Huh. I, I, yeah, you're right. I, I wouldn't, um, Ant is not winning rookie of the year this year. That's LaMelo. And I wanted LaMelo before the draft, but he, I watch him and I'm obviously not a scout, but like that kid's going to be a stud. He's going to be so, 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 so good. And I think that upside alone, especially like kind of, if the cat Delo pairing does not work out, which it really hasn't been, he's still a player we can build around. And I would think it would be silly to mortgage that for who was it again? Doesn't Maga, matter. Uh, Maga Michael, Porter Jr. Michael, yeah. Yeah, Michael. <laughs> no. We've had enough of a bad time rooting for shitty people in the state of Minnesota. <laughs> R. E. Kirk Cousins, Derek Rose. Um, yeah, that would be tough. Can I can I can I make a brief argument for this trade as to why it would make some sense <laughs> for the Wolves? Yes. So one, just for a moment, think about Towns, Jaden, and Michael Porter Jr. all playing together. Just think about it. Just take a moment, imagine it, feel oh, the goodness. Awesome. It would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Se- secondly, you turn Ricky Rubio into Gary Harris, who is ultimately a, a more valuable trade piece. Like there are going to be more teams that would be interested in an expiring Gary Harris than an expiring Ricky Rubio. Just period. And I'm not you so take sure a- about that. Why? I think Gary Harris has had, I mean, Ricky Rubio has had his ACL injury early on in his career, but he has been an Ironman. And so I think Ricky Rubio, despite what has happened at the beginning of the season, which is a fucked up, weird fucking season. Like, you can't really count any of the stats. from Like, this season has been so fucking weird. You look at, like, you look at Jaden McDaniel's BPM, and it's, like, minus 4.6. That's off topic. But Ricky Rubio has looked fucking weird. And it and it doesn't make sense. And Ricky Rubio can on the right offense, he can just be the floor general. 
But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, three and D is more appealing to NBA teams than a point guard that can't shoot. And that's just like, that's that. But he could, but he could the last three years, the last three years, he's like 35% from three. Yeah. I mean, he was okay from three the last few years, but I mean, it's like, look at what he's, I think that, I think that the idea of a three and D wing, even though Gary Harris is undersized, is going to be more appealing than Ricky Rubio. Like Gary Harris is someone. Gary Harris is someone that we could trade to, like the 76ers or like these championship level teams that might be wanting to move off of a younger piece. Like that, Gary Harris is the type of player that you could trade. Ricky Rubio is not that type of player. I get it. Also, in the NBA, the highest paid position, period, for an average starter is point guard. And that's at Ricky Rubio's level. And Ricky Rubio is, in theory, and not this year, but last year and the year before and the year before that, is about an average starting point guard, I would say. Okay, so I made my arguments. Troy, it's up to you to decide which trade you like better. I will say also, I mean, the Nuggets are now Ben Simmons, Nikola Jokic, and Anthony Edwards. Oh, my God. Come on now. Come on now. That sounds yeah. awesome. That's sexy. That would be such a good Nuggets team. <laughs> so what do you think? Do you like that Grizzlies uh, feel-good trade or the three-way blockbuster? Uh, you know me. I'm all about feel-good stories, man. I got to give the nod to, <laughs> to the all Grizzlies right. trade. That's Dylan one, me zero. Okay, I guess the next thing that I can resolve is I can resolve your uh, Ryan Saunders problem. Can we with, trade with coaches? Trade You're trading Ryan Saunders. <laughs> you can't trade trading, coaches. Yep, I'm, tra- Doc I'm Rivers. trading Ryan Saunders. We did this on pod. Ryan, uh, Doc Rivers was traded to the Clippers. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on board. Now, granted, I don't know how the salaries will work out, <laughs> but because I, 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 I can't look at uh, coaches' salaries like that. But here's what we got. <laughs> This is a three-way trade. The Timberwolves trade Ricky Rubio and Jarrett Culver to the Detroit Pistons in exchange for Blake Griffin. The Timberwolves also send Malik Beasley and Ryan Saunders to the New York Knicks in exchange for (laughs) Alfred Payton and Tom Thibodeau. What? (laughs) No! No! Additionally... The Timberwolves receive a first-round pick from via Dallas this year, a 2023 Detroit pick, and then two second picks from Charlotte Chilinga, and from Detroit. You gotta, Chilinga, you got to share your screen. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who look is going this. to the Knicks? Malik. Malik Heasley and Ryan Saunders. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. And we get a Dallas pick in all of this? Yeah, we get the Dallas pick from go. this year from the Knicks. Okay. So this is tough because I've always liked Alfred Payton as a player, but I've never liked I've never liked Blake Griffin. I just jumping over the hood of a Kia man, I could do that. Like <laughs> I've just ever since that dunk contest, man. <laughs> and he he is without looking at stats, he has not really been good for Detroit, but Detroit's such a bad team anyway. Ah, see, this is another one like the uh, like our prospective trade with Denver. I think almost rather than like valuing getting people, I would fear losing Malik 
because that contract that Malik's on is looking good right now. One of the best in the NBA. I think I'm writing actually an article about that this week where uh, I'm going to try to argue for Malik Beasley's contract to be the best contract in the NBA right now. Good. Absolutely. Do it. It should be. I, you know, I said at the time when we signed him that we got a lot of negative flack and for what? Because there was drama because some white people in fucking Plymouth went onto his property without his permission. And it was a whole damn thing. And he was horny. So that was part of it. <laughs> He's 24, man. Like, yeah. I'm already live too. his what? life. <laughs> yeah. You know, okay. Ike Larsa's pretty hot. I'm saying. Um, so that was my trade. I know it's it's a little ridiculous, but I've been trying to get Blake Griffin on the Timberwolves forever uh, <laughs> just because uh, I think it's fun. I, I like the idea of Blake and Towns playing together. Pinker than but, your room. Yeah, pinker than my room. Big pink. It's a little goofy. Uh, Dylan, do you have anything that you could throw Ryan Saunders in? <laughs> <laughs> That's negative value, Chilinga. I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, let's say this. Because I think that they, well, maybe they're looking for uh, some new coaching talent. I don't really know. But the Timberwolves are sending Jarrett Culver to the Bulls along with Ryan Saunders in exchange for Lowry Markkinen. And they're, Donovan? Yeah, I or guess. Or is Ryan going to be an assistant? <laughs> Ryan's probably going to be an assistant ready to take over for Billy Donovan when he gets fired. I'm going to say, I would probably do that if even if we didn't have a coach um, coming back in the <laughs> trade. Um, so who is it? It was uh, Ryan Jarrett, and... Ryan Jarrett Culver for Lowry Markkinen. Why did yeah. the Bulls do that? The Bulls don't want Lowry Markkinen right now, and they're going to have to pay him at the end of the season. They have a front court that is filled with Wendell Carter Jr. They got Thad Young... They got Otto Porter Jr. that they still got to pay. I believe they got to pay him next year as well. Nope, he's expiring. Oh, he is? Well, yes. but they're but they're getting over this Lowry Markkinen thing. And uh, right now, if you look at the on-off numbers, he is one of the worst players on the team. And so I don't know how the Bulls front office feels, but I'm wondering if he needs a change of atmosphere. Do the wolves need to send more than that? I mean, I would think so. I'm, I guess I'm not sure. What about like a, like a second round pick 2022 unprotected? Obviously that could work. Troy, what do you think? Mm -hmm. You know, I think about all the time. I should really write this down and put this on my wall. When you called me a lukewarm takes kind of guy, uh, and I'm sitting here and I'm liking these lukewarm trades. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. You know, um, if anything, just like I said, I don't want, also, I wouldn't want to send out Malik and I just don't want Tom Thibodeau anywhere near cat anywhere near him, you know? Uh, I know I just had to throw Ryan in the deal. (laughs) Hell you could, you could ship Ryan out for anybody like Thibodeau wouldn't even have to come back. We could get, uh, like whoever their strength and conditioning coach is, give them the head. Okay, coach how about this? For us. How about this? How about this? We get Dwayne Casey in exchange for Ryan Saunders from the Pistons, but the Pistons don't send any of their draft picks. Yep. Yep. I'd do that. Over okay. my Bulls trade? Oh my God. Dwayne Casey's a good coach, man. <laughs> oh, stupid. 
All right, the score is one to one. I did not think you would go for that one. I'm really happy. Uh, <laughs> and our last trade is going to be a wild card trade. So, you know, it, it may not necessarily be a problem that, that you stated, but hopefully uh, this trade will soothe some of your pain. Dylan, why don't you go first here? Okay, so the Pelicans will receive Juancho Hernan Gomez, Jarrett Culver, and a 2022 round two pick. Uh, the Timberwolves will receive JJ Redick. JJ Redick is on the trade block very publicly. And I think the Timberwolves could use some shooting. And even though we would only get JJ Redick for one year, we would still be able to resign JJ Redick. But would he want to resign with us? Is the question. It depends on how well the Timberwolves do for the second half of the season. Carl Anthony Towns is going to play the second half of the season. Chalenga, stop whatever you're doing with your head. I'm just saying he wants to go to, he's made it clear that he wants to go to New York. That's where he lives. That's where his family is. And he wants to go play there. I don't see, you should have turned this into a three-way. I, you should have just sent JJ Reddick somewhere else and gotten some other assets oh back. Gosh. Who? Goofy. Well, Goofy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't know who it would be either, but I, I think that would be interesting to explore. Troy, do you have any? Knicks? Uh, Knicks or the, the Nets? That's where he wants to go. Troy, do you have any more thoughts on that trade? I've I've always wanted JJ Redick to play for us. I mean, he is the type of player that the Wolves have always needed is a like dead eye three point shooter. And we haven't had one of those since honestly, uh, I mean, not including towns, probably Kevin Martin. Am I, is that outlandish? He was probably the last like legit three point threat we had. I was, I was going back to Anthony Peeler. So, Okay. Yeah, we we had Wayne Ellington, but he was bad when he played for us. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't know if I would call him Dead Eye. That's true. He was Dead Eye that one season with Miami. Mm-hmm. But um, interesting. JJ yeah, would make our team better. Be. Period. I mean, he would make our team better. So, all right. Here's oh, absolutely. Mine. And of course, I had to do a fucking trade to get us a star. And which star? Do we want to get why Bradley Beal, of course. So the Timberwolves send out Malik Beasley, Jarrett Culver, Anthony Edwards, and the rest of their first round picks for Bradley Beal and Raul Neto. The hell is the rest of our first round picks? That would be 2023, 2025, and 2027. I've got some protections on the picks, but I mean, I'll, Mm -hmm. uh, I'll let them go to get Beal. I don't care. That's tough because I would, because he fits the just, timeline just, just of perspective- Towns and D'Lo. That's a lot to give up, but man, that would give us that theoretical, like, contending window that we've been looking for. You know, with players that are the same age, we'd have that gives us that lockdown shooter that we were talking about. You know, he's certainly way better than JJ Redick. You know, the question then becomes how much is left on his contract? Does that say three years? Three years. Yeah. He just, he just re upped. So. Three years, uh, God, even though he says he wants to play in Washington, he sure as hell looks like he doesn't. Um, so you'd think he'd probably enjoy it here. I mean, winning could make anybody stay, but that's not something the Timberwolves are notoriously good at, are we? <laughs> so I, I will add that I, I think to make this trade work, actually, the Wolves would also have to do pick swaps in all the off years, just based on what Drew Holiday went for you can um, do pick swaps in tradenba.com 
Oh, okay. I did not I did not try that, but I'm I'm just mentioning that that would so so essentially we're getting Bradley Beal and we may not have a top even 15 draft pick for the next 7 I'm years. I'm not doing that. I love this Wolves team. I want them to play this one out. I think Anthony Edwards is the dude. I don't know if I shared this with you guys. I saw a post on Reddit a while back that was um, talking about the rationale to draft uh, Ant over LaMelo. Um, It was talking about how, like, all-star guards, you know, like your star guard players are going to get you to the playoffs every single year. But it's your superstar wings that are going to win you championships. That was, of course, talking about, like, KD and LeBron and Kawhi, you know those guys that play the wing position. And I kind of understood that. And it's, you know, once again, I mean, I'm kind of a conservative when it comes to God, that sounded bad when it comes to uh, oh social and uh, issues and uh, yeah. financial issues, <laughs> the gays. Uh, <laughs> I'm fiscally conservative, but uh <laughs> No, but uh, like when I I'm, see... I'm pretty conservative when it comes to black people and uh <laughs> no, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> God damn it. Um <laughs> no, when I think about like the outlook of this roster, um, you know, I think about whether or not we should go all in on the towns and D'Lo pairing. And you know me, I'm I'm higher on D'Lo than I think both of you guys are, and then that a lot of people are, but I'm not convinced that this is the personnel and also the coaching staff that we should once again mortgage our entire future to try to compete, um, especially considering um, I don't, just the West is so good right now. I think having a core of Beal, D'Lo, and Towns, even with the right coach, even with the right supporting cast, we're uh, at best – a five seed in the West that gets throttled by the Lakers, <laughs> you know, um, if we get there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't think that's worth mortgaging another six years of this team's future, because if we do that, then we're going to be in Seattle next year. Here's, here's what I, I will say. One thing is that I, I think Beal is so much better than any of the players that, the wolves are getting like Beal is is really really good. Usually the best player wins the trade. Yeah. And so I I get the mortgaging the future and that makes me nervous too. But Jaden Jaden McDaniels could be something real. Mm-hmm. And like if Jaden McDaniels becomes more of the third guy than D'Angelo Russell does, I mean, there's room for D'Lo to be traded because if the Wolves are good, then Towns, it doesn't matter. You know, like D'Lo can go if the Wolves are winning because ultimately Towns wants to win. Mm -hmm. So I think there's something to be said for going all in sooner rather than later, but it's scary, right? If you push all the pieces in, it's scary. So I guess it's up to you to decide. Would you rather play it safe and get Laurie Markkinen to to continue to build around Towns and (laughs) D'Lo? Are you you pushing in all the chips right now? Trading Ant, trading Beasley, and all of our picks and getting Beal. Make up your don't, mind. Don't think about D'Lo. Think about the bees. Think about Ant. Think about all of those picks. Let me ask you guys this. Um, going off of the best player wins the trade. Do you think Anthony Edwards has the potential, based on what we've seen, to be a better player than Beal? 
at yes. like peak of each of their careers. Yes, I think that Anthony Edwards has all the physical tools to be a 10 times better defender and to be 10 times more physical. Uh, I agree that based on what I've seen thus far, Anthony Edwards has the potential to be better than Bradley Beal. I, the potential is is really there. Just like the way that he's improved so rapidly, you know? And, he led um, the team in plus minus, and yet he gave up at least three transition baskets there. Just think about how good he could be if he played awesome transition defense. Well, that's the thing. I think, I, yeah, I, the, the mental's got to be right for him, but I, I see I see the potential. But Bradley Beal is a known commodity. We know what he is. We know how good he is, so... Oh, absolutely. I just, you know, I think, yeah, I'm so high on Ant, I couldn't see getting rid of him. You know, I'd be so afraid of, once again, mortgaging our future for a year and a half of contention before something inevitably goes wrong. You know, I don't want Jimmy Butler to happen all over again. You know, not that they're anywhere near the same kind of player, but this feels like that is what this trade would be. This trade would be a, not a ploy, but it would be a way to get the fan base invested in the team again, because it's a big shocking trade and that's awesome. And Bradley Beal's a great player, but I think for like the long-term health of this franchise, I think it would be better to get the right coaching staff around Anthony Edwards, maximize what we got now, Mm -hmm. make sure these players know how to win a goddamn game. And then if it doesn't work with cat and D it doesn't work, but then we've got another star that we can shift focus and build around. And I think that's a bit more valuable than a few fun seasons of Bradley Beal. So all I heard was Troy really wants Laurie market on the Timberwolves. <laughs> all right. Dylan, Dylan wins two to one. He, he with the conservative route and the realistic route on all of his trades. As I, everyone knows, I'm the biggest conservative in town. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a radical uh, dreamer idealist. I believe that, Everyone should have every star player that they need to be as successful as they possibly can. I believe so. no one should be equal. <laughs> no one. I um, am prepared to revisit this take in a couple years and look stupid. <laughs> I am I I am so scared that Anthony Edwards is is just gonna not work out like i am i'm so scared every day of my life that anthony edwards is not going to work out because it's like clear that Lamelo at this point is going to work out like yep mm-hmm. it just he's, he's good he was the sure um, thing yeah well i didn't i didn't think he was a sure thing before because he looked like shit in australia his but, shooting sucked but yeah he's taking better shots mm-hmm. <laughs> now so yeah i mean I, I i hope and i pray that anthony edwards can can be the guy troy thanks for joining us thank you um, for where having can people me find you where can they find i you? am i am on twitter i am on instagram at trip x assless uh starting on february 22nd you could find me teaching real kids in the building <laughs> those kids are going back to school rip <laughs> uh, i'm getting my second dose on on thursday by the way i'm about to be fully hey. vaccinated against covid 19 baby yes nice. uh-huh God, is gonna get so all over Tinder in about two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going wild, bud, baby. <laughs> I I live with two unvaccinated people though, so I don't know what the implications are. Carriers. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at CNDNBA Show. 
And uh, send us an email at cndnba at gmail.com. Like, review, subscribe, do all the podcast stuff. You know what to do. Um, we love you. Shouts to Tim Kamatsu. Bye. Tony B, eat a Peace. dick.